on this episode of the 21st Century Classroom. It makes me happy to come to school every day because I show up and I'm like, I know that there's going to be something, like, I know I'm able to do this because I changed the way it was. Like, I'm happy that I feel like I'm being heard and, like, appreciated. On this episode of the 21st Century Classroom, we are going to listen in on a conversation between three students from Orleans Elementary School in Barton, Vermont. My name is Life Ligeros, and I had the honor of interviewing these students in a very open-ended format that starts with the question, what do you find meaningful about school? And lets it flow from there. These three students take the conversation to some profound places as they talk about the importance of community, the empowerment of student voice and choice, and offer some brilliant insights about how and why schools can adapt to serve the needs of so-called troublemaker students. Before we start, a little bit about Orleans Elementary School. It houses about 125 students from kindergarten to eighth grade, with grades five through eight considered the middle school. This rural school is nestled in the part of Vermont referred to as the Northeast Kingdom, within a few miles of the clear, cold, deep waters of Lake Willoughby, The middle school sits on the second floor of a two-story building, with math taught by Shannon Laliberti, science taught by Sarah Hisman, and humanities taught by a two-person team of Andrea Grattan and Kyle Chadburn. These teachers have worked hard to move toward personalized learning practices such as project-based learning and increasing student voice and choice. Personalized learning does not mean individualized learning, though. While you are listening to the conversation, consider this question. How do students see relationships and community as keys for supporting personalized learning? Um, I'm Bianca and in fifth grade. I'm Brayden and in sixth grade. I'm Annabelle and I'm in eighth grade. I guess I can go first. Um, the most meaningful thing to me about school is probably like community because I feel like I learn better knowing that there's people there for me and like who will help me if I need some help or I don't understand something. It's nice, like academics are what you're there for, but it's nice to have like a support system and people that you know you can go to if you have like trouble with something. One of the things that I find really important is being able to work at your own level because you don't wanna be like stuck back with with things that you know how to do, but you also don't want to be way ahead of what you know how to do. Um, I think that's what's like most important um, is like what Annabelle said. It was like um, that you know that there's people that like can help you when you need help or something, when you need to talk to someone or something. Um, I feel like that's a nice part of it, yeah. I'm hearing kind of two different things. Help me understand, are they in opposition, or is there a way that they kind of go together? Because you said community and working with other people, and you said that too. But you said being able to go ahead or or behind sounds kind of like individualistic to me. So do these things go together, or, or what? They can go together. So if you're working at your own level, you may still need a little bit of help understanding, like, 
something and if you don't want help then you don't need help you can just go by yourself mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's nice not always having someone like there with you so you can kind of be by yourself and it's nice that you can go at your own pace but it's also nice to know that there's always going to be someone there if you like need to step back and get some help or you don't know exactly what to do so you are kind of individual but there's always someone that you know is going to be there for you if you really need it Mm. um i like that we can like we can be independent like and we can do stuff by ourselves but there like is someone that you can get help from Mm -hmm. is does community mean something other than just like getting help from somebody with your learning are there other ways that you see community in schools being important you have like so you can get support from your community but community kit will also not only help you, but it's possible that they'll try to stop you from doing something that you want to do. Community can be good, but it can also be bad if the community you're around isn't good. Okay, I need an example. So, like, say I'm, I'm talking about, like, a classroom community. So, you're in class, right? And there's always going to be those couple trucks troublemakers in your class and some people will choose to listen to them and it'll hold them back because they aren't around a good community they'll hang around these people that misbehave and then they'll start misbehaving and that group sort of grows and as it grows there's less people that will actually behave and listen I feel like it's another thing that's for community in school is not just like teachers and students, it's like students and students. Like I know that I don't always need to ask a teacher a question because I know there's going to be like, oh, I know this kid's really good at science. So since the teacher's busy, I'm going to ask him my science question because I know he'll help me. And then also I feel like teachers are part of your community because like when I come into class, they ask me questions like, oh, how was your basketball game? Or, you know, I heard that your brother had a concert the other day. How was that? Like, how'd your weekend go? And it really, like, makes you feel, like, welcomed and that they actually, like, care about you. So it's, that's nice to know that there's, they, like, care about you. That's, like, community for me. Hmm. Is that important for your learning or just for, like... You're just feeling good about stuff. Because, like, I was a math teacher, and I definitely knew other math teachers who just kind of said, you know, math is math, and we got to know the math, and we're going to focus on the math, and I don't necessarily have time for a lot of, like, you know, soft stuff and, and that kind of thing. So do you, are you saying that, like, when your teachers know, care, know you and, and care about you, that helps you learn? Yeah, I feel like kind of because I feel comfortable around them because they, like, know about me and they... Are, like curious to know about me that I feel comfortable like asking them questions or telling them stuff that might be like preventing me from learning like if I go through something that's like really frustrating or rough I feel like I can tell them because it might be stopping me from learning like if my pet died and I was really upset about it and I couldn't focus because I was just thinking about it 
I feel like I could tell them about it and they'd be able to help me and be like, oh, it's okay, well, we'll just figure this out and then I'll help you focus back on your learning. No matter who you are, when you walk through the door, they'll ask you a question like what Annabelle was saying, like how was your basketball game and stuff like that. And I've seen them do it to every student. Like in the morning, we'll um, not when we're in class, but when we're outside about to go in. Um, some will always be like, um, "Hey, uh, how was your weekend?" or um, um, "Good morning," or it's always like, just like good to feel that way, like get a good start of your day. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Are there other things that happen to, to help community happen other than just like teachers going out of their way to check? Like are there certain things within school that you feel bring you together as a community? Um, we do have, what's it called? Um, we have town meeting, which is basically when we all come together, all the middle school and the middle school teachers. And we, um, we talk about what's going to happen for the afternoon because we have afternoon like activities about team building and stuff like that. And we um, give the teachers suggestions on what we think should change. And we, um, like... There's recognitions. Yes, yeah. recogni- recognitions. We talk about recognitions where they um, students and teachers can recognize you for something. So, like, um, there was, I think, a week or two ago, there was a kid who recognized someone else just for, like, holding the door open and just always being, like, kind to them. And so they recognize that, and then after that, like, the kid steps forward and everyone claps for him and stuff like that. And it's, it's really nice to feel like everyone can kind of see the good things that you're doing, and, like, it feels nice to be noticed by everyone. Well, also in town meeting, we have privilege of the floor. So basically, you go up, share whatever you want, and it could be something like, can we try this out? It's nice to have your own voice in the community as well. Because those ideas will be brought up to, like, Miss Hastings. Then a couple students will go talk to her about it. And then we'll see if it works. We'll do a trial period. Hmm. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like, we got, um, we used to have a no gum rule. And um, a lot of students talked about it and shared how we wanted to have gum in school again because we thought we were responsible enough to take care of it and, like, um, throw it away and be appropriate. So we talked to the teachers about it, and then they said, well, get some information together and then talk to the principal. And so we talked to the principal, and we shared our feelings and why we thought it would be different this time. And we ended up getting a trial period, and after the trial period, we still are allowed to chew gum in the middle school now. because we Whoa, seriously? That happened this yeah. year? Yep. That happened this year. Nice. Do you think that students here... I would call that student voice. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that. Um, do you think that student voice is, is big here? And, and why is that important? Student voice is definitely big here because we have changed a lot of things, not even with town meeting. Like, 
our classroom, some of our classrooms upstairs, we have couches and beanbag chairs and stuff like that because the students voice that um, comfortable seating would help us learn. And so we help design and change all that. And student voice, like, it makes me happy to come to school every day because I show up and I'm like, I know that there's going to be something, like, I know I'm able to do this because I changed the way it was. Like, I'm happy that I feel like I'm being heard and, like, appreciated. So I feel like I come in every day, like, I'm proud because the room's changed. I'm like, now everybody gets to have, like, a good time and, you know, sit on the beanbag chair and read because um, my class decided that we wanted to change this thing. And so it makes a better experience because of something that I said and the teachers listened. Yeah, we designed, we worked, our last project was um, like about community and we designed our own like spaces of how we wanted the room to be. And then we like picked out the materials we wanted to have. We saw what we could reuse and change and we like created a new learning space for everyone and we researched for a while for it to like figure out what would work best for our class for the rest of the classes for the rest of the middle school and like what would work best to help people learn as well so we made sure that there was tables um, so people could work and sit and then there was comfortable sitting spaces where people could read or talk discuss kind of thing so well, I think it's it's important because you you like Annabelle said come to school knowing that you help change improve something. And but what else is important about student voice is things aren't just gonna stay the same forever. Things are gonna keep changing and improving. And if things just stayed the same forever, then like most people say they don't like school because it's boring because they do a bunch of learning and don't get to have fun but you really come to school to get educated but here you get a lot of student voice so you shouldn't come to school thinking oh i'm gonna have to sit down and listen to the teachers all day i get to talk to the teachers and see what i want to change and bring it up, and if it gets changed, then yay, but if it doesn't, I'm still fine, because I know that other people can still change things in our school. But what happens when the needs of an individual are not being met? What happens when the official process isn't working? In our democracy, we are supposed to leave room for public dissent and protest what John Lewis famously calls good trouble. I'm just wondering how this fits in with the, the, the troublemakers that you mentioned earlier. Well, the troublemakers, like people are friends with them, so they still behave. But over time, they start actually doing what the troublemakers say, and then they are one of the troublemakers. They slowly, like, so, student voice, right? And the troublemakers. If one of the troublemakers tries to change something, but nobody else agrees, 
they'll keep trying and they'll keep annoying people and they'll keep bugging people until it gets changed and that could definitely get annoying um i feel like also because we have student voice some of that like people getting in trouble happens less often than it used to because i'm an older kid and i remember when it didn't happen like we didn't have as much choice and there was kids that used to get in trouble every single day because they just like they are a certain type of learner like they're a hands-on learner and they just get talked at every single day and so they were like they couldn't learn so they'd get in trouble a lot and now that like some of the kids that are troublemakers or that don't learn the same way as others can voice their opinion and really like change how they learn so they don't get in trouble as much because they kind of are able to understand better because the way it changed that's so interesting because it seems like you got you two have like slightly different views on it right and um I'm wondering, what do you think about um, about this I idea think, of troublemakers? And I think that the um, student voice has uh, made like the troublemakers um, probably like who learn different um, not get in so much trouble because they get to change things. They actually get to um, like voice what they want to to change and like what Annabelle was saying I think that they'd get in a lot less more trouble than they would because they don't they, they get to change what they want mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is this convincing you at all a little bit but I still think that like they'll Sometimes they just do it through the attention. So student voice may have no impact on some of the troublemakers at all because they just want attention. Mm. But, yeah, what they've said has kind of changed my opinion on it. Nice. Good job. That means a lot. Like, not many people can actually be open and listen and, and change their thinking on something. Amazing, right? Engaging in dialogue and allowing your opinion on something to change because of it? More great modeling of what we hope for in a democracy. This last exchange also connected with the research of Carla Shalaby, presented in compelling terms in her book, Troublemakers, Lessons in Freedom from Young Children at School. Her thesis, drawn from intensive observations and extensive interviews with elementary students, is that we have a lot to learn from students who don't fit well with school that they offer insights into how we could transform schools into more humane and democratic environments. It is a powerful and influential study that is well worth reading for educators of all grade levels and roles. At the end of her book, Shalaby adds a letter to teachers titled, On Teaching Love and Learning Freedom. In it she says, These are times to remember our power as teachers. In no other profession do people have the opportunity to literally create a parallel world, a world that is safer, fairer, freer. The four walls of your classroom can be the world we want, hope for, dream of, rather than the world we have now. It can allow children to practice the skills they need to create and to sustain a place where people are neither shunned nor labeled, 
a shared public space in which every community member is treated as a free person, an invaluable person, a gifted and good and loved person. If you give us opportunity to share feedback, we're more likely to listen to you and like, we're more likely to respect you like a lot. Like I respect my teachers a ton because they listen to me and they make me feel like I'm important and I'm a good human being. So I feel like um, I respect them a lot and they've really like changed my life because they let me say what I think. It's it's kind of like uh, you respect my opinion and I'll respect you in general because if our opinions don't get heard like Annabelle said, we're probably not going to like you and if we, if everything is decided by students though, then school wouldn't be school. It'd just be you sit and play on your phone all day. Yeah. Um, I think that teachers should think about it like this way. So, if you have a student voice in your school, then it will most likely make it easier for you when you grow up because you feel like you can put your ideas out there. Think of being in our spot, like how great it would feel for you if you were our age and you were able to like change something about your schooling. like. If you had one thing that you wanted to change and you were able to change that, that would feel really cool and really good and it might like affect your whole experience. Just thank you, literally, because before it was really difficult to learn. So thank you for trying. Like even if you're not gonna get there and even if you're like you're trying to figure it out right now, like thank you for trying and thinking of us because it's really helpful. And this has been another episode of the 21st Century Classroom, which is the podcast of the Tarrant Institute for Innovative Education at the University of Vermont. This episode was produced by me, Life Ligeros. Huge thank yous to Annabelle, Bianca, Britton, and their teachers at Orleans Elementary School. Our theme music is Sunset by Myzong and Yiflex. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And don't forget to keep making good trouble out there. <laughs>